From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Thursday, January 28th. I'm Marco Werman. Reaching out to the Taliban could win the U.S. new allies in Afghanistan. In fact, this general says some Taliban fighters are already switching sides. The reality is it's happening. It doesn't matter if uh, we think it's a good thing or not. It's happening and we have to deal with it. And later, young people in Liberia are picking up a new sport, surfing. He was like, I saw this white guy and he was on the water and it looked like he was flying. I, I, so he just went up to him. He's like, what are you doing? First, this news. BBC News with Deborah McKenzie. Foreign ministers from some 70 countries meeting in London have backed a new strategy they hope will bring an end to the conflict in Afghanistan. Under the plan, Afghan forces will increase to more than 300,000 by next year. A timetable for handing over security of certain areas to Afghan government forces is to begin later this year, with the process completed in the whole country within five years. $140 million have been pledged to a fund to reintegrate Taliban fighters. Our diplomatic correspondent Jonathan Marcus reports. This meeting was all about charting a course for the crucial year ahead as NATO-led military operations move into high gear. Afghanistan's own security forces are to be expanded significantly. But much of the emphasis here was on reconciliation, a recognition that there was no military solution to the country's problems. A National Council for Peace, Reconciliation and Reintegration is to be established with foreign funding to assist in finding jobs for those fighters who lay down their arms. A court in Paris has acquitted the former French Prime Minister, Dominique de Villepin, of plotting to discredit President Sarkozy five years ago when both men were hoping to succeed Jacques Chirac as president. Mr de Villepin had been accused of failing to stop a corruption inquiry into Mr Sarkozy, knowing the accusations against his rival to be false. But the judge said there was no proof that Mr de Villepin had acted in bad faith. Mr de Villepin said he held no grudges and that he was looking forward to serving the French people. Justice was done. After several trying years, I've been recognized as innocent. At the current moment, I'm thinking of my family, which has experienced day after day of rumor and suspicion. I pay tribute to the courage of the court, which has allowed justice and law to triumph over politics. Members of Parliament in Kenya have agreed on a new draft constitution for the country after nearly 20 years of trying. A parliamentary committee has produced a document which allows for a more devolved system of government and gets rid of the position of Prime Minister. From Nairobi, Peter Grester reports. This has been a tortuous process at the end of an agonising national debate that stretched over months. And lurking behind the discussions over the shape of Kenya's new constitution, has been the legacy of its flawed governments and at times violent past. At the centre of the debate was the amount of power the national leaders should wield. Kenya has been bruised by a series of imperial presidents, which is why the new constitution creates parliamentary checks to the president's authority. It also devolves power to a senate and a network of local counties. There is still a long way to go before the draft becomes law. It goes back to a committee of experts for refining, then parliament, and finally, a referendum. Peter Grester reporting. I'm Deborah Kenzie, and this is the latest world news from the BBC. 
The new head of the International Peacekeeping Mission in Darfur says he wants it to become more involved in mediation. In an interview with the BBC, the head of UNAMID, the Nigerian diplomat Ibrahim Gambari, said he's hopeful a solution to the conflict can be found. The BBC correspondent in Khartoum says until now the joint UN and African Union mission has been limited to operational issues on the ground. Salvage crews in Haiti are being urged to be careful in their clearance work following the rescue of a girl from the rubble on Wednesday, more than two weeks after the earthquake. Doctors treating the 16-year-old girl on a French medical ship said her survival was medically, medically inexplicable. The authorities had officially called off the search for survivors a week ago. Teams of clearance workers are giving priority to government buildings as they work to move the rubble. The American author J.D. Salinger has died at home in New Hampshire at the age of 91. He won lasting international fame with his novel The Catcher in the Rye in 1951.